Well, hello, and welcome to ParentLink Live. My name is Carrie Newhoff, and it's great to be able to spend some time together this month to help you as parents win at home. Now, I want to start with a question that I think probably all of us struggle with at one level or another, but you kind of want to be a successful parent, don't you? I mean, that, I don't think anybody has a child and says, I want to fail as a parent, so I'm just going to assume you want to be successful. The, the question is, How? How do you become successful as a parent? Well, I think one of the keys to success in parenting involves how you spend your time. Now, some of the things you do with your time, think about this for a minute, are so routine, you don't even have to think about them. So, for example, do you ever have to really, is it brain candy for you to like eat a sandwich or watch the news, brush your teeth or drive a car? I mean, you do those things without thinking. It's just a routine. It's a rhythm that you have. Now, in less time than it takes to do any of these, a parent can actually touch the heart of a child forever. And the key to that is thinking through how you spend your time. You just have to think through how you do that and then how you measure success as a while. Here, here's a couple of false measures of success I want to start with before we get to the, the nugget this month. Um, number one, success doesn't come from what you learn about your kids. Now, our culture is saturated with parenting resources, and they educate us about all kinds of family issues and behavioral issues. And I don't know about you, but if you're like me, most of the books and material that you collect on parenting end up in a box or on a bookshelf or maybe at a garage sale. Um, Every parent struggles with how to assimilate what they know into daily practice. And sometimes even the resources that you pick up don't agree with each other. So just knowing more doesn't actually make you a better parent. The second thing that a parent can easily think is, well, I'll be successful by what I give to my kids. Well, I don't think it is what you give to your kids. Most parents, for example, will pay almost any price to provide what they think their kids need physically. Some of you are working two jobs, maybe even three jobs, or you took a promotion that you weren't really ready for because you wanted to provide your kids not just with the basic needs, but some opportunities in life. And it is so easy to become preoccupied with striving for a better lifestyle, better education, better neighborhood, that you can miss what it really means. So, That begs the question, if that isn't success, what is? If it's not what you learn about your kids, if it's not what you give your kids, what is success? I want to suggest a couple of things. Number one, I think it has to do with what you do with your kids. It has more to do with how you spend your time than how you spend your money. Children need a relationship more than they need things. But when parents come home at the end of the day, for most of us, not a lot of energy or creativity left over for relationships. But the fact is, there is no substitute for time. So, I want to encourage you to rethink and reprioritize how you spend your time. you got to bring your best energy home for your family, not your leftover energy. Second thing, it's not only what you do with your kids, it's what you leave in your kids that makes the biggest difference. See, an inheritance is what you leave to your children. A legacy is what you leave in your children. One is temporary. Money eventually goes away. The other is forever. And most parents work, plan, and strategize to leave an inheritance, but few actually have a systematic plan to leave a legacy. Issues like faith and values cannot simply be taught. They have to be transferred from one heart to the next through a special kind of relationship. So, how do you do that? If it's about what you do with your kids, and if it's about what you leave in your kids, how do you do that? Well, it involves time. 
But it's more than just a quantity of time. You see, spending a large amount of time with your children doesn't automatically establish the right kind of relationship. It usually takes some more deliberate or intentional planning if you want to leave something significant in your children. So it's more than a quantity of time. It's also more than quality time. Sometimes there's a tendency to think you can make up for missed time. Planning a special vacation or a weekend, though, can never really substitute for the lack of routine time together. You can't cram for relationships any more than you can get physically fit in a weekend or even in a week. So it's more than quantity time. It's more than quality time. You know what it is? It's the quantity of quality time you spend together as a family. Now, having a successful relationship with your children requires consistent, planned effort. Moses gave a farewell speech in the book of Deuteronomy to the nation of Israel. And in Deuteronomy 6-7, he gave specific instructions for parents to know how to pass their values onto their kids. He said, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. It's as simple, actually, as routine. Now, as a parent, you understand that at the different stages of parenting, you have a different routine. Fun part, for those of you who are parenting preschoolers right now, is your life, as, as out of control as it seems, is actually pretty structured. Your kids, theoretically anyway, have uh, a time where they wake up, a time where they eat, a time where they play, a time where they maybe do crafts, a time where they take a nap, and a time when they go to bed. Um, preschool life is about as structured as it gets. So it's really easy for you at that stage to try to plan in some quality time with your kids, some time to talk about God, to talk about faith, to talk about the things that matters most. And if you think about it, you can integrate that into mealtime, you can integrate that into bedtime, you can integrate that into just some breaks in the day where you spend some meaningful time with your children, um, and you can structure that right in. Now, if you have slightly older kids and they're in the elementary age range, it's a little more challenging because they have school and they have friends and they're starting to exert their will a little bit. You have to work at it, but life is still pretty structured and kids respond well to routine. So it's an easy thing to integrate even at the elementary age if you're intentional about it. Now, for those of you who are parenting older kids, you're getting into the middle school years, you're going, okay, my whole playbook went out the window and I understand. And if there's one piece of advice I give middle school parents, it's this. Your kids are going to withdraw. They're going to be like, I don't want to be with mom and dad. They're not all that cool. Here's a piece of advice I give. Don't withdraw when they withdraw. If you can just navigate that, if you can decide, okay, when my kids pull back, I'm not going to pull back. When they withdraw, I'm not going to withdraw. I'm going to fight for them, not with them. If you can decide to do that, you are miles ahead in the parenting game. So, middle school, just because the routine's starting to go a little bit wonky, just because your kids don't really want to spend time with you, do not withdraw when your kids withdraw. And... You can start to integrate some practices that work really well with teenagers, even when your kids are in that in-between stage. And that leaves us to high school. So what do you do if your son or daughter is in high school and, you know, they're cool, they got their own friends, some of them drive now, like, what do you do? Well, I think as a parent, you can still find that quantity of quality time by looking for more organic opportunities. Like, for example, mealtime. Uh, we have a no technology rule in our house at mealtime and we put our phones away, put our iPads away and we just talk to each other. Drive time. 
um, some of the very best time that I have with my kids as they're teenagers is in the car, where we can have a conversation. Um, maybe the music's on. You're not really looking at each other eyeball to eyeball, and you can talk about things. And I, I treasure the time I spend in the car with my kids. And then I would also encourage parents of older kids to look for shared activities. What can you do? And maybe the only thing you can do is watch a TV show together. We do that in our house. We try to pick a show that we'll watch together, and then we watch it together because inevitably... There's conversation around that time. So you can do things like that, mealtime, drive time. It's more organic, and you've just got to make sure that when your kids withdraw, you don't, because I believe it takes as much or more time to parent a teenager than it does a toddler. So there are some practical examples of how you can leverage time in the different stages of life so that you create a quantity of quality time with your family. And here's the bottom line. Significant relationships need a practical routine. By rethinking and reprioritizing the routine, you as a parent can establish healthier relationships with your kids. So why don't you start this month a brand new routine by simply marking a few opportune times during the week or the day when you can intentionally invest in your kids. Now, we've got something that can help you. It's called the Parent Q app, particularly if you're um, parenting elementary age kids or younger kids. Download the Parent Q app. Just go to the App Store, look for Parent Q, C-U-E app. And this app is designed to help remind parents to pause and make the most of everyday moments with prompts for videos, activities, discussion starters, and more. So, I hope this month you carve out a quantity of quality time with each other. And thanks for joining us. Until next time, you can join the conversation online at orangeparents.org. And in the meantime, I'm already looking forward to our conversation next month on ParentLink Live.